Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset podcast. I'm back. I'm solo. And this is going to be a little bit different than I've done in the past as it relates to type of episode content. But I want you to, what I want you to understand is, is if you listen to the themes here, if you listen to the things that I'm saying, I think you're going to pick up on a lot that will help you in the same type of environment, uh, but also help you in other areas uh, of your life personally and professionally. So what is it? What am I doing different today? Uh, what's this thing that I want to talk about? So the other day, um, by the time this goes live, it's going to be about a week previous to this. Um, I was inspired by a friend of mine uh, to give a shout out to my wife. And if you follow me on social, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you know that uh, I will regularly, regularly uh, make mention of my wife, maybe something fun we're doing, or just my appreciation for her, how smoking hot I think she is. Uh, there's just a lot of different things there. And uh, and yet there was just something that was that had been missing that I wanted to recognize. And so, um, again, he, he really encouraged me, uh, just through something that he shared about his girlfriend, uh, to do something similar uh, in relation to my wife. And it was really around this idea that, that got started, uh, or what started the idea was this idea that um, I, in business, professionally, get the recognition. It's my name out there. I'm the one that's praised if a great job is done. I'm also the one that's crapped on, which is good for her sake, uh, if um, if a poor job is done. But, you know, it's, it's always about me. And whatever, there's a lot of reasons why that's a problem. But you know, uh, what people don't realize, uh, at least for me personally, is that my wife is a significant reason why I am the way that I am. And so I decided to share a little bit more about that. And again, um, in pieces, people have probably seen this time and time again. Um, but, you know, I just talked about the fact that, uh, I mean, she just drives me to be the very best that I can every single day to everyone that I come into contact with. I mean, the way that my wife treats other people, the way that she loves on and cares for other people is something that I desire for my own life. Like she has this unbelievable gift to truly care for and love other people. And it is just, it's its mind-blowing to me. And if you're friends with her, if you know her, you would agree with that statement. Like her friends tell me that all the time about her, which is pretty awesome to hear. I mean, she encourages me when I'm ready to quit, give up, wave the white flag. Like it's, it happens, right? Entrepreneurship is hard. Uh, being a coach, consultant, and being steeped into people's problems can be really, really hard. And so she's the one that's constantly encourages me. The ways in which she prays for me, for my joy, for my sanity, and for my best, like she prays for me way better than I pray for myself. And I just, I cannot appreciate that enough. And then probably one of the things that is most amazing about my wife is the fact that she's never doubted me, at least externally. She may question some crazy from time to time. She's never doubted me. And more than that is she's never given up on me. 
almost everybody else in my life at one point or another has given up on me or will. They wouldn't admit it, but I've seen it. And yet my wife never has. And we've had some deep, dark moments, which I'll talk about in just a minute here. But that to me is second to none. She's never given up on me. She may disagree with me. She may hate what I was doing at times, but she never gave up on me. And and, and all that just reminds me that my wife never gets the credit that she deserves in helping to make me um, however bit of successful I am today. And so I want to continue to do a good job of reminding people of that. But this podcast isn't just about that. It's really about something greater than that because as I got feedback from other people, um, it was super kind. It was encouraging. I really loved what I was reading about the way that what people shared about uh, how beautiful my wife is and how kind she is, how much they agreed with what I had to say, how much they needed to do it for other people. Um, You know, but oftentimes... Um, it's easy to share the good and it's really hard to share the bad or it, it's really easy to, to, to share the good and, and see people sharing the good, but you don't understand the context of why it's gotten to the point that it does. So what I wanted to do today, which again, may be a little bit different, but hopefully you see the connection point here as we talk about mindset and excellence is I wanted to share a little bit about the history of my relationship with my wife. Maybe that'll give you just a chance to get to know me a little bit better, which can be super duper helpful. But also I feel like it can be a really huge encouragement and learning opportunity for you and your relationships, whether that be with a spouse, um, with a partner, with uh, a boss or a, a colleague, whatever, like a friend. There's just so many things I can learn from here. So some of this I'm going to speed through, other things I'm going to spend a little bit more time on because I think it'll be really important and help you if you're listening today and and wanting to grow in one of these areas of uh, just relationships in general, maybe communication, leadership, sacrifice, uh, pursuing goals, hopes, and dreams with somebody else, spending time together. If any of those things are important to you in learning, in continuing to grow in, then this is for you. I guarantee it is, so just bear with me. But I want to give you some context. And I want to give you some context because my wife and I are coming up on 19 years of marriage. March 18th, 2001, we got married. So March 18th, 2020, we're going to celebrate 19 years. And we were best friends for about four to five years before that. We had mutual French uh, friends uh, that uh, that introduced us to each other, but it was platonic for the longest time. And we ended up getting together Um, we quickly just fell in love because we had such a deep relationship from the friendship level already, which is always the hardest thing to overcome, by the way, right? Like falling in love, falling in lust, um, getting into a, 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 a very passionate sexual relationship with somebody is, is really easy with a stranger. Like that happens quickly, but truly falling in love with the person, with the personality, with what makes, uh, 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 what makes you laugh, what makes you cry with them, uh, what makes you tick, them tick, like that stuff takes time. And so we had that. And so we had this unbelievable foundation that meant that the 
the the relationship love side of things as partners, a boyfriend and girlfriend turned husband and wife was super duper easy. Um, that was just like a topping on the relationship cake that had already been there. And so that's the way we went into marriage. And a year later, we had our first daughter, Alexis. And um, that was just such a, a huge learning and growing experience. Um, but along the way, about three and a half, four, five years in, started about the three and a half, four year mark, we started to struggle because we had never learned how, how to live in the roles that we were called to as a husband and a wife and as a dad and as a mom. And not to say that we were necessarily bad at those things. We just had never been taught how to um, truly be good at those things um, for different reasons. I'm not going to necessarily poke, but we didn't have um, the best examples of those things growing up. In some ways we did, like I had a great dad and a great mom and, uh, she has a great mom and a great dad. Uh, but there was some brokenness in that, that, that skewed our understanding of our roles. So when the ish hit the fan for us, just common challenges around finance and expectations and things like that, we didn't know how to deal with it. And it caused a lot of strife. We talked about divorce. Um, it just created a huge mess, which led to a breaking point, which pushed us into church for the first time in a really, really long time. Though I had some background, I never had gotten it. For her, she had some background, but never really got it. And um, through, again, a whole long story, we stepped into a church uh, and the pastor preached that day on what it meant to be a godly husband and a godly father, and it was a smack in my face. And I knew that everything that I had been trying on my own wasn't working, but this seemed to be a little bit different, actually a lot different. So we made this decision that we were going to commit to church and pursuing this relationship with God, even though we didn't know what that was. About a year into that, um, I had a really messy St. Patrick's Day one day, was out way too long with friends, just drank way too much. We got into a huge brawl, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because even though we had been in church and were hearing a lot of really good things, we still didn't get it. And that was the like commitment, like the double down point on our relationship. And for the next 10 years, no, the next nine years after that, maybe... Um, it was a process. We had to learn about each other all over again. We had to understand what was important to each other, what, what each other expected from the relationship, what God expected of us in the relationship. Um, you know, th- th- there, there, there's a lot of things that are imposed upon us by society today as it relates to the relationships that we should have. There's also our own truth. And then somewhere in the midst of all of that is the true truth, like reality. And so we needed expectations set. And so through great relationships, particularly in church, we started to be led in the right direction and started to understand what that meant. And again, I'm giving you this context because I want you to understand that if you are establishing relationships, which we all are, we all exist in community, uh, work, play, uh, home, whatever, we need to spend more time understanding our roles and the expectations others have of us and the expectations others have of themselves uh, in the midst of this. That's so critical. 
Um, so all the way to the 10 year mark, we renewed our wedding vows. It was unbelievable. Really. It was this victory point for us in getting to that place. The fact that we had made it in our marriage to that point, we had a second daughter, um, uh, at that point, like it, so many wonderful things had happened. And it was like a fairy tale from that point on. Not to say that we didn't fight. Like we we fought, we argued. Sometimes voices were raised, um, but we were for each other, and we were we were working towards uh, the greater good of each other. And so all all the way up through 2017, if you would have ever asked me, like. Um, you know, how's your relationship with your wife? I'd have told them. Like, it's amazing. I love my wife. I love spending time with my wife more than anybody else. Like, all of that. Then, as many of you know, tragedy struck. Route 91. We were there in October of 2017. And being in the midst of that devastation, recognizing that my wife um, had a bullet travel within an eighth of an inch or less from her head, and realizing that I could have lost her, totally changed my perspective. And I loved my wife more than I ever had before. And so it was another level, which to me demonstrates that, that as good as it it as it is, it can continue to get better if you continue to strive for and appreciate the things in the other person. It, it became less and less about me and more and more about my wife. I mean, even the fact that I I jumped on top of my wife to to protect her as bullets were flying that night, it was it was part partially just out of like in that moment, like uh, because I had to because like I could have never lived with myself knowing that I didn't try to stop something like that from happening. If God forbid, I would have lost my wife. Um, but but as I as I've now now seen the other side of that, I've recognized that I would do that in a heartbeat. I said it before, but I don't think I really meant it because I didn't understand what it meant until now. And now I get what it means. I will lay down my life for my wife, knowing what's on the other side, because it's worth it to me. Because I got so close and I recognized what that really all was. Anyway, so as we've gone on over the last two years, we've continued to learn and grow. And so there's some things here, and this is where maybe we'll get a little bit practical now that I've given you 10 minutes of backstory, and hopefully you've stuck with me to this point. But I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. Communication, sacrifice, leadership, goals, hopes, and dreams, and time together. And they're probably going to be interlaced with one another, but I'll try and keep some some bit of uh, clarity to each one of those. So one of the first things is around communication. Um, in relationships, one of the uh, easiest ways to disaster is to not communicate. This is definitely present in marriage. Uh, this is present in engaged engaged relationships, boyfriends and girlfriends. Uh, this is in business. Uh, sometimes way worse than it is even in relationships. People people don't communicate, and when they do, it's only about good. And that is never a good practice. You need to be communicating at all times. I mean, my wife and I try and spend uh, some time together each week, just the two of us. Sometimes that's a very structured date. Other times um, it's a little bit more loose than that, but just checking in on how each other is doing, uh, particularly in light of what we went through and the struggles that we just internally still continue to have from time to time. It's how are you? 
what's going on? Is there anything that I can do for you? Is there anything that I've done to negatively contribute to to what you're experiencing right now? That's the posture you have to take in communication. Like getting over the hurdle of communicating is huge for many of you. But then beyond that, it's it's how you communicate. Like don't communicate your dissatisfaction when you're dissatisfied. That's poor. You're not giving them an opportunity to hear you clearly because they're too fired up because of either something they did or you did. And so that's not the appropriate time. You need to communicate at all times and choose the difficult uh, things to communicate about. Choose to do that um, at appropriate times. And that's just in the day-to-day. It's much easier to stomach. It's much easier to hear. And if you're proactive in that, because, you know, a lot of times, right, even in our relationship, um, we don't deal with this like we used to. But, you know, I could ask I could ask Michelle, um, hey, what's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. Three days later, she's like, you know, you really pissed me off because you left the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm like, I asked you two days ago what was wrong with you. And you were like ghosting me. <laughs> I said ghosting. That's like today's word. I would have never said that then. You, you know, you're like ignoring me. You're like treating me differently. And all you had to do was tell me that like you were pissed because I left dishes in the dishwasher. And and so by being proactive to figure out what's bothering people, whether it's something again you did or they're bothered with by somebody else, you can get to you can get to the context of why they are the way they are uh, in that moment or season or whatever. So communication is absolutely necessary. And on top of that, you should be communicating your feelings. Be honest in your relationships. Again, there are times in which it is appropriate to share certain things over others, but you need to be honest as often as possible. I'm coaching somebody right now that is having a hard time being completely honest about the things that they're perceiving uh, that are happening in an organization. And I agree that they're actually happening in the organization. And it's going to be a really hard conversation. But if, 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 if it's not communicated, then nobody wins and everybody loses. So this happens all the time. Business, Again, personal relationships, this is just like we would rather shove things uh, under the carpet than address them. And one of the greatest arts in communication is around having difficult conversations. So that's something that you need to practice. And if you do not do that well, which I would say the majority of people do not, so that's probably you, um, you need to work on it. This is something I work on all the time because I don't like to have them either. I just know that they're necessary personally and professionally. So communication is absolutely important. Another thing that is important in communication is constant affirmation, but truthfully. So if, like with my wife, um, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna out too much of her right here, but I know some areas that she personally struggles in, like with herself. And so by constantly verbalizing the things that I internalize, the way I see her, feel about her, think about her, that is encouraging and supporting her and helping her to overcome the demons that she deals with on her own that have nothing to do with me. And so to that, again, this is probably more of a guy thing than it is a gal thing. Affirm your spouse, affirm your wife as often as humanly possible. It's the right thing to do. You should never leave your wife, your spouse, guessing about how you feel about them, about how you see them, about how you appreciate them. Overdo it. 
Because as much as you think you can overdo it, you'll never truly overdo it unless you're being ingenuine about it. Disingenuous, maybe that's the right word. So be real, be honest, be genuine, um, but do it on a regular basis. And it works the same way. Affirm people as often as you can. Because when you have to have a difficult conversation around something that wasn't done right, that sting takes a long time to wear off and it may never completely wear off. It's unfortunately just the way that we've been created. So by consistently affirming in truth the things that are good, you can help to overcome that sting that will continue to be there uh, for sometimes really, really long periods of time. Number two, I talked about sacrifice. This has taken me a long time to recognize this. And obviously I said this around like laying down my life, but this is a lot more practical than the heroics around like truly laying down your life for somebody. Like in your relationships, personally, professionally, otherwise, again, you should constantly think of ways that you can sacrifice yourself for the better of the person that you're in the relationship with. Organizationally, the best leaders out there sacrifice their name, their money, their notoriety, um, their preferences for their employees and for the greater good of their customers. You've got to be willing to sacrifice. In relationships, as much as you may be right, you need to be willing to give all of that up if it in the long term will benefit the relationship that you're in, if it will benefit the person you're in the relationship with, your spouse, your husband, your wife, whatever sacrifice is of the utmost importance. And for me, I had, I had, I had glimpses of that growing up. And my mom was one that sacrificed so much of her life for, for me as kids or for me as a child and for my brother as a child. I've talked about it at different times on the podcast, but I didn't completely grasp that because I thought then in some sense that that was kind of just what she did because of uh, the fact that she was my mom and moms are supposed to sacrifice for their kids. But there's something much deeper about that. Like we have to have a deep belief that it's the right thing to do, not that it's just the role that we're supposed to play. Like to this whole idea of laying down our life for our spouse, like macho men will always say that they're going to throw themselves in front of a bullet for their wife or a car or whatever. But it's just because that's the role that society has said they're supposed to play, which in some sense, I agree. You should like be a man, step up, stand up for your spouse. But if you don't inherently believe it, when the bullets start flying, chances are you're going to question that. And that's the last thing that you want to do. And so Sacrifice being right for doing what's right. Sacrifice comfort for being willing to tell the truth and even maybe hurt your spouse's feelings if it's, an, if it's necessary to the greater good of your relationship. This is something that Michelle and I have worked really, really hard on. And it's not easy to give up your comfort, your desires, your needs for somebody else. It's, it's, it's not easy to do, but it is the most rewarding thing when I see the joy on Michelle's face as the result of whether I verbalized it or not giving up something that maybe I wanted to do. We've got to do that. And that's something that's so lost in relationships. If you get into a relationship thinking about what's in it for you, 
you've blown it, man. Like, and that relates to marriage. That relates to a job. It ain't about you. You just benefit as the result of doing for other people. So do that. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Third is leadership. Not going to spend a whole time here, a whole lot of time here. But for us in our relationship, um, my wife uh, and I have clearly agreed that the, the best function of relationship is one in which I'm leading our marriage, I'm leading our family. But that means that I take on a ton of responsibility and I need to continue to earn the right to call myself a leader and to be looked at as that. And as soon as I start to do things that are dictator-like, I've lost the role of a leader. I'm not a manager in my house. I am there to lead and guide and support. Because remember, remember, great leaders sacrifice. Great leaders sacrifice. They're not in it for themselves. And this is something that took me a long time. I've always been a leader. People would call me a natural born leader, team captain, da 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 da. Like that's all fine and dandy. The problem is, is you never learn how to be a good one when that's all everybody ever tells you you are. So it's time that we recognize that if we're going to be leaders in our homes, in our workplaces, that we're coming from the right posture and position, which is one of sacrifice. It's one of being for other people. It's one of for being uh, for the greater good of those that we uh, lead and serve. Um, Don't fall into some game where you think that it's just owed to you because of the position that you're in or because of your gender. That's just garbage. And that doesn't work in anybody's book. That's something that you earn as the result of the uh, of the things that you do and the character that you demonstrate to the people that you hope to or should be leading. Goals, hopes, and dreams for Michelle and I has been something that um, that has been reasonably easy in one sense. But I just want to speak to this one thing as it relates to <clears throat> to my wife is. My wife has been unbelievable in supporting everything that I've ever pursued when I've pursued it with a whole heart. She's throttled back at times when she thought I had a stupid idea or when it wasn't the right time to do something. So she has definitely been that. But man, she has been so supportive of my goals, my hopes, and my dreams. And because of that, because of her um, posture towards that, all of her action, all of her words in supporting mine, I will stop at nothing to support hers. I will stop at nothing to support hers. And because I will stop at nothing to support hers and I will constantly encourage her and push her and help her and tell her the truth and everything that she dreams about and hopes for and sets goals to achieve, because I do all of that for her, she does all of that for me even more. And so we're just throwing it all in the pot. And if there's ever a time when there's misalignment, we're willing to sacrifice for the other person. And ultimately, we come to the best possible conclusion because we know that's the heart and that's the attitude that we're taking into the situation. And again, this is not just about marriage. This happens in the place of work. It happens in uh, school, in church. This happens all over the place. 
as we seek to understand the other person, as we openly communicate, as we have a willingness to sacrifice, we will align and we will do a great, great deed to support the other person's and other people's goals, hopes, and dreams. Even in a business setting, uh, as it relates to our customers who we're in community with, right, we're in relationship with them, we should be for the goals, hopes, and dreams of those that we serve in the workplace. And, and, and too often, we don't understand them. Maybe we understand the goals, hopes, and dreams or goals that they have around the products or service that we sell, but that's not enough. Go deeper. Communicate. Seek first to understand. Learn about them. Spend time just getting to know what keeps them up at night, what they dream for professionally and even personally in their own life. The more that we deepen these relationships, the better off they're going to be for everybody. But you've got to take the time and you've got to be patient. This doesn't happen day one. And yet everybody wants to have this either happen day one or they're not willing to put in the time it takes to do it at all. And then lastly, and this kind of piggybacks on what I just said about time, is time, time together. So um, anybody can ask you, or a- a- anybody can ask and that knows me, and uh, they will tell you that I spend um, the majority of time with my family, with my wife. And that is not because I have a ball and chain. That's not because I'm stuck. That's not because I have to. That's because I desire to spend time with my wife above anybody or anything else in this world. If I had to choose one person to spend the rest of my life with and could not participate in any of the romantic sexual activity that went into marriage, just as friend to friend, I would choose my wife over anybody else without hesitation. That's how much I enjoy who my wife is. And I couldn't always say that. Not because of her, but because of me. Because I didn't take the time to get to that place with my wife. And clearly, 19 years is a long time to do that, um, to get to do that. But it doesn't take that long if you're intentional early on. And so, in your relationships... You need to invest the time to get to know the person to determine how much you're going to commit to them. And uh, the closer the relationship is to you, the ultimate one being the husband and wife, this should be the case. Like, I don't love when people feel like they need to escape from their relationship. I get it's hard. And that's fine. And you may need to take a breath. But if you need to take a boys weekend every couple of weeks because you can't take being around your spouse or your kids, you have a problem. You do. And the problem is not your spouse. It has something to do with you. Yes, they may be uh, complicit in it, but you have a problem and you need to figure it out. And that goes for any other relationship. If you're constantly avoiding time with that other person, spending time together with a colleague, with a uh, manager, with a direct report, there's a problem and you need to figure out a way to fix it. You need to go back to the beginning and communicate. Understand how you can potentially sacrifice for the long-term greater good of that relationship. That you get to understand them and what they want out of life and their, their relationships and their relationship with you. Because ultimately... Again, for me, it's all about my wife. And I hold that so dearly and so preciously that 
I will do everything I can to not screw that up, knowing that I'm going to screw it up. And the beauty in that is, is knowing that when I screw up, she is going to extend all the grace in the world to me, both because I have earned her love, her respect, and her trust by doing my best over time, but also because my wife is doing the same thing for me. She's doing everything she can to communicate as best as possible with me. She's sacrificing for me. She is doing her best to lead in the ways that God has called her to do. She is pursuing goals and hopes and dreams and supporting me and mine. And she wants to spend time with me more than anybody else. I think it's crazy that she does sometimes. And yet I'm so thankful for it. So that was a big whole bunch of mush mushy stuff about my wife. But in the midst of that, I hope you heard so many practical ways in which you can get better about building relationships with the people that you have around you. It is one of the most important things that we have an opportunity to in our life, and that's building relationships. It's one of the biggest reasons why we exist is to be in community with other people. Don't waste that opportunity by doing it incorrectly. And if you need help learning and growing through communication, sacrifice, leadership, um, goals, hopes, dreams, time investment, find somebody to help you. I love the opportunity to be able to do that for other people. There are people out there that would love for the opportunity to do that for you. I would love for the opportunity to do that for you. And not just because I'm a coach and that's what I do, but because I love to see people come to the realization of how valuable this is for their own well-being and for the good of everybody else around them. So that wraps another episode. This to me is super personal. I love being able to share. Who knows uh, which one of you is really going to care for this one or not. I hope people, I took the time to listen this far because I feel like there are valuable nuggets uh, for many of you out there today. Love to hear some feedback, um, uh, particularly for an episode like this. This is that is a little bit different, maybe than some of the other things that I share. Uh, definitely going solo is always a risk because I don't have that conversation with another guest. I love being able to do that as well. But this is what's on my heart. This is who I am. I'm all about being real. I'm all about being authentic, and I would encourage you to do the same thing. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.